What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you are off to an amazing holiday season. I hope that you have been able to have some time with family and friends and also take some time to to recharge in whatever way you need to. So if that's some alone time or some time with your dog, then I hope that you have been able to get that. I know that for me, it's been a bit harder for me to maintain my energy because my stress levels are up a little bit from just the expectation of being everywhere and trying to figure out where to go and and when to go and what do I need to bring and making sure I have all of my presents and all of them wrapped and and everything all my ducks and all my ducks in a row so really for me it's been not like a challenge but my mind has been a little polluted with some stress, I will say. Um, But I hope that if you've been feeling the same, that you've been able to find some ways to cope and you've been able to have some some time to recharge and especially time to play with your dog. So I actually put out a post here on Monday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, I put it out on Monday. So just a few days ago, talking about how last week I really went through a moment where I felt like I was slipping into a really negative state and I like just I could not cope. So I was I was actually for a walk with Layla and I was kind of just being more so robotic in all of my actions with her um, and then also in my house with my family on the phone texting work. I was just like very robotic. I also wasn't getting great sleep, to be honest. So I was like not helping myself whatsoever. And I really had to take a step back and clear some things off my schedule, which is actually why this is a solo podcast. I was going to do this with a guest and then decided to clear it off my plate and just do a solo one so I could make it short and sweet and kind of talk through some of my thoughts do like a little solo therapy session, I guess you could say. But I I took a step back and I was like, whoa, I am like slipping into this negative state. Like I have way too many things going on. My mind, so like I would try to distract myself with TikTok or Instagram and I would end up just having my mind be TikTok sounds like all day. And I would be thinking of like, the things on my to-do list and then a TikTok sound would come into my head and I would be like, oh my god, am I ever going to get out of this mental state? So I really had to to take charge and I had to get back on the right sleeping habits. Um, my sleeping routine was a little bit off because Bobby started a new job schedule. So I was trying to stay up late with him and also get up early and have my morning time And then some mornings I would sleep in and then I wouldn't get my morning time and then I would just rush right into work. So anyways, basically I I cleared some things off my schedule and got my priorities straight and so now I am feeling back on track. 
But if I wouldn't have taken those steps and those precautions, I definitely would have fell into a very exhausted and stressed and maybe even a little bit depressed state, which is not good, especially during the holidays when everyone expects you to be super cheerful and joyful. So I I really had to set my priorities straight and now I'm feeling a lot better. So if you are also having some stress because of the holidays, I know this comes out on Thursday, which will be the 23rd. And then, you know, you have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But just a a reminder, you can get through it. Um, Make sure to keep your priorities straight and put your needs first because if you, if you can't fulfill yourself and recharge yourself, then how in the hell are you going to be able to be there and be excited and joyful and cheerful for other people? So just, just a reminder that over the next few days, if you are listening to this on Thursday, that you take a little mental break for yourself. Um, but then I also hope that you do have time to spend it with, with your family and with whoever you find Uh, special in your life and don't forget to play with your dog over the next few days. All the wrapping paper that comes from wrapping presents and then you know gifting them and then unwrapping, save those because that will be some really great stuffing that you can pack into a box or a toy and that you can have later on as an as an enrichment activity for your dog. Um, I personally love to stuff uh, just paper and like wrapping paper and uh, cardboard paper into her, I forget what it's called, but it's like a ball with holes in it. And then I mix it in with her food or some treats and then she has to like dig out all of the paper to get to the treats and it's just a really fun activity for her and it it helps her, um, you know, get some out get out some of those biological things that dogs typically like to do but then it also gives me some time to hang out and drink some wine or do whatever I need to do for for a hot second so that I can uh you know have my life straight and have my life on track so sometimes I just need a break from Layla which I'm sure everyone does need a break from their dog every now and then and it's not a bad thing it's it's normal and but sometimes I don't want to necessarily put her in her crate and so I like to do these enrichment activities for her to have a licky mat or one of these toys that she can destroy without any consequences and that will keep her occupied while I do a chore or I catch up on something, whatever the case may be uh, for me. Before we get into our happies and crappies of the week, I do want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. So if you are on Apple, you can subscribe, rate, and review. And then if you are on Spotify, they actually just came out with a new rating feature. So you can follow the podcast and then give it a five-star rating. I think that you do have to listen to one episode prior to it allowing you to rate. So just so that you you are aware of that but any and all 
ratings and reviews are appreciated, especially if they are five-star ratings and really nice reviews. I just can't express my gratitude enough for those that have given me ratings and reviews. And if you have any other feedback, you can message me on Instagram or email me at caroline at dogmommentality.com. And Caroline is spelled with a K if you didn't know that. I'm different. My mom, my mom spelled it different. <laughs> so you can email me or message me with any feedback that you have. I will, you know, I definitely appreciate feedback, uh, whether it's about the sound quality or the type of content I'm putting out. Because I I do this for me, but I, I do it for the listeners as well. So any any type of feedback is always appreciated and I take it into consideration before I put out my next episode or piece of content. So my happy for the week is that I am about to be on a week and a half long break, which I am so excited for. I'm going to be off work and I'm going to be able to just have some free time for myself that I'm really excited about and just being able to get some personal work done around the house and with uh, some dog mom mentality stuff and just getting my life a little bit more organized and decluttered. I'm also going to be spending some time with my family and hopefully it's not going to be rushed since I am off from work so it'll be just like some really chill time where I don't have to worry about getting to the next thing or getting work done while I am with them like I've had to do in the past whenever I go go visit them I typically take my work laptop but this time I'm not gonna have to do that so it's all gonna be fun and games which is nice so I've been really vibing off that and it's been driving my mood up for sure this has also been just a really easy week of work since I'm kind of closing out everything and everyone else is typically on break or just taking it easy since it's the end of the year. I am also really excited to sit down uh, sit, sit down and write my goals out for 2022. So my next episode is going to be with Blair from the Dink Dog Mom and we are going to do an episode on our New Year's resolutions and specifically New Year's resolutions and goals for dog moms or dog parents. So she has some really great ideas and I kind of Uh, worked off of those and so I'm excited to put that out there for you and if you don't have any goals yet it'll be a great episode to listen to so that you can set some intentions and goals and resolutions for the new year. My crappy has like I said at the beginning just been a little bit stressed because of all of the things that I have to do and the expectations that I feel like I have to meet. So it's, it's really on that expectations that I feel like I have to meet. You know, it's like I assume that all these things are wanted from me. So I just have to take a step back, like I said, and reprioritize a few things in my life and make sure I'm showing up for myself first so that I am able to give back to others, especially if it's in a time of need or if they need someone to talk to. So... Holidays can be tough for some people, so just keep that in mind while you are going through the rest of your holiday season. And 
just remember to take care of yourself and and the people that are closest to you. So for me, I will be doing some more crate time with Layla over the next few days while we do some different holiday things just because I don't really know if managing her throughout family get-togethers is the best thing for her or for me in terms of uh, trigger stacking and stress. So she might be doing a little bit more crate time. She might be doing a little bit more like enrichment activities so that she can kind of do her own thing and be occupied while I do my own thing. But on the flip side, she is going to have some time with her best friend forever, my dad's dog, Bosco. They are, it's, their relationship is so funny. They used to not be about each other that much. Uh, Layla was like the annoying little sister for him. She would try to play with him and he just, he took a long time to warm up to her, I should say. But now they're like best buddies. They play really well together and Layla has learned to read more of Bosco's cues on when he's tired and when to stop playing and when to chill out a little bit. So it's been a really helpful relationship to to see them like interact and to see their their dog relationship, I guess you could say, and the different way that different ways that dogs communicate and play. I've really learned a lot just by watching them and it's been one of my favorite things about uh, going back home actually is is watching her and Bosco kind of grow their friendship and grow their relationship and see how they play together. It's just really fun and cute. <laughs> Another happy is that I got a new microphone and a stand to go with it from Bobby. So I'm so excited about it. I have my headphones in and it's connected to the microphone and I can already tell that it has a lot better sound quality than my old microphone. So I'm just so thankful for that. And it's making me feel super official with the the stand that it goes with. So next on my list is to get a, a little bit better headphones. Right now I'm just using an old pair of headphones from like, I'm not even kidding you, high school. And so they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know, like seven maybe six or seven years old. So I could really use a new pair of headphones, which hopefully I will get soon. And besides that, I really feel like my podcast setup is almost complete. So feeling really, really good about that. And something about this new microphone just makes me feel so official and I love it. our year as an individual but also as a team between me and Layla because there were so many highs and lows but the the lows came with lessons learned so starting out in January 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 and February I was super motivated with her I had some really strict to-do list with her and it did work in our favor. Um, there were things that came up that I am happy that we had focused on these training goals in that month. And then in March, 
I started the 30 Days of Play Challenge that was hosted by my trainer, Urban Dog Leader, and a few other individuals on Instagram. And that really inspired and transformed my relationship with Layla to what it is today. Our relationship grew so much, our bond grew, our trust grew, I could tell that her confidence grew, and it was just a really great time to have fun together. So we uh, focused on playing every day for 30 days, Um, so that was the month of March, and that really just put me on a super big high. And then in April, because I didn't have that to look forward to, and just some other personal things came up, I got pretty low. It was probably my first, I would say it was my first actual ever depressive episode. Um, It was the first time I had ever truly felt like I was depressed, and it wasn't just like a side effect of my anxiety felt like it was a completely separate like entity so it was I was pretty low low in April and then May and June I started to have something to look forward to again so in June we had planned a trip a road trip and and I knew it was going to be a really really spectacular time so May and June we had some really good training goals again and I was super motivated and I felt like I was back on track with Layla and with my life in general and then we went on that road trip had the best time ever it was like one of the greatest times in my whole entire life Bobby and I got engaged like Layla was just perfect on the trip Um, she went above and beyond our expectations and what we asked of her and I really just couldn't have asked for a better trip so May and June super duper high and then July and August I felt like I I wasn't depressed necessarily but I felt pretty low again just because I was dealing with some burnout with work and with training Layla and just a lot of like just basically no motivation and so I just was really lazy honestly during July and August and that came with some outcomes of just not doing as much not really fulfilled in any way and just a lot of kind of a lot of discouragement, I guess you could say. And so I picked up on that and I did have like my second depressive episode of the year in late August, early September, I think. And because of that, I knew it was time that I had to get my butt into therapy. So I started therapy in September and I quickly saw a difference in my mood and my attitude and my overall well-being once I started doing some things for myself and going to therapy and learning about some of the coping mechanisms that I could do to help myself. I also had a really big breakthrough with my trainer about something that was going on between me and Layla in, I think it was October. Yeah, either late September or like very, like the first couple of days of October. And so that really propelled me forward into feeling good again and feeling like I was 
really on track and then October, November, and December, I felt really good. I feel like I've put out really great information and content and just really been able to encourage others and be there for others and that has made me feel good but then I've also been taking more time for myself and just getting like my myself my relationship with myself and then my relationship with Bobby in a better place and that always feels good So December has came with a bit of holiday blues just because it can be a stressful time for me because I have divorced parents and trying to be everywhere and meet all of those expectations and I've really been having to manage that and cut a few things out of my schedule and my calendar just so that I can feel like I'm able to breathe a little bit more and I think that's a totally normal thing to do and if you have to do it, you know, don't don't feel bad about it because it's better that you are in tip-top shape uh, with yourself so that you can give back to others during this holiday season and during this time in life. But with all of these like ups and downs throughout 2021, I learned so many lessons and tools to put in my toolbox and changed my perspective on different things in life because of these ups and downs and it's really something that I want to take and make sure that I utilize and reflect on all of these things that I learned and make sure that I use them in 2022 because it will only better myself. So I really encourage you, if you haven't already, to look back on your 2021 as a whole, either month by month or season by season for yourself and for you and your dog as a team and pick out those challenges that at the time you thought you weren't going to be able to get through and see what you learned from it, reflect on it, see how your perceptions changed, if your outlook on anything changed, and see how you can take what you learned and how you can utilize that going into 2022. These things could be big or small. I mean, for me, I feel like I had a couple of breakthrough moments throughout the year that really had me change up my lifestyle So for instance, there was a time that Layla was very much feeding off of my energy and it was very negative energy and it was causing her to have some bad reactions and bring up some things that I hadn't seen in her in a while. And because of that, my trainer and I diagnosed the problem that it was because she was picking up on my bad energy. And so for me, I started to do some meditation in the morning, some me time in the morning to really clear out my thoughts and go into the day with a clear slate. And because of that, I've seen such a shift in my life, not even just with me and Layla, but with just my general outlook on outlook on life on a day-to-day basis. And I can really tell on the days that I don't meditate and have that me time in the morning that I'm just more triggered throughout the day. So that was one thing that was just like a breakthrough moment for me. And now I, I have a routine that I do day to day, but I wouldn't have done if it wasn't for that obstacle. This could also be little things I saw on Instagram actually just today that somebody moved and 
because of that move, they weren't able to get outside as much because it was colder. So for them, it was coming up with better enrichment activities inside their house to keep their dog mentally stimulated. And because of that, she feels so much more creative and she feels like she now enjoys that. But maybe she wouldn't have realized that if she wasn't faced with that obstacle of of moving to a colder environment and having to figure out how to mentally stimulate their dog more. So I really feel like with all of the obstacles and challenges that came with your 2021 or just with your life as a whole, I really think for myself and hopefully for you too, that it taught you something that you take into your life and now and, and until like your 2022 that overall ends up making you feel more fulfilled and more joy throughout your life. of the podcast, I asked a few different times on my story for questions for this podcast. I gave you a bit of prompts like, tell me about a time you felt like whatever, or tell me about a time you and Layla did this, or give me your hot take on this. So I got a handful, well, more than a handful from from that question. And then I also put up a question with like a Dear Caroline advice column type of thing and also got some responses from that as well. So I'm going to pick out a handful and then save the others for another episode. And so so our first question is give me your hot take on leash laws. So for me personally, this is a very black and white subject If there are leash laws in an area, then you should obey them. If your dog is, okay, let me, let me backtrack. If there are leash laws, then you should obey them. If you are in an off-leash designated area and your dog does not have reliable recall, that is the best time to use a flexi leash. So those are one of the retractable leashes that goes about 25 feet, I think. So that gives your dog the freedom to to roam out and about, but you also have a leash on them so that if something were to happen and you were to you needed to call them back in, you did have that uh, safety net of the retractable leash on. If you are in, and I'm, I'm always under, I'm, I'm of the camp, I guess you should say. So I'm of the camp that if you are in an off-leash area that is, you know, safely or says that you can safely have your dog off-leash here, I am of the camp that if you see another dog or stranger or whatever, family with kids especially, I, I call Layla back in and I put her leash on. For me, this is because I just don't want to take the risk of something happening with the stranger dog, 
stranger kid, stranger family, whatever. So I put this put put Layla's leash back on just as like a better safe than sorry type of thing. And I would hope that the other people do the same with with their dog if they have one. And that's just because I don't let Layla interact with dog with dogs that I don't know anything about. So for instance, we were at a park yesterday. They have a field that is an off-leash designated field. Uh, if you watch our stories, it's the one that we always play Frisbee in. And I, we were down there, we were playing Frisbee and I heard somebody from off in the distance yell and I could tell that they were yelling at their dog and not in like a bad way, but just, you know, just talking to them. And so I recalled Layla and put her leash on and we moved farther away from them, uh, farther away to where if the dog came running at us that I would be. I would be able to see them and be able to take action in um, a good amount of time so that nothing happened between the dog and Layla. So, um, and it it went from, it kind of went like this. I saw the dog. I recalled Layla in. I put her leash on. We were walking away and the guy said, oh, like my dog's friendly. And the dog had was very neutral towards Layla, just honestly could not even care that she was around or that I was around, which was nice, like that's best case scenario, but I still don't really want to take that chance. So I just, you know, took our stuff and left and we trained and played in a different area. So that's that's no problem to me, but I know for some other people that could have been a huge, huge, huge problem. So I just don't even take the chance if I ever see... If we're, if we're ever on a like off-leash trail where it's okay to be off-leash or we're at an off-leash field where they they say it's okay to be off-leash, then I, I just never take the chance. Anytime that I see another dog or a person, I always leash Layla up and I really appreciate the people that do the same. For instance, we were also walking around the trail that is at this park and that is a leash area. So it does say that whenever you are on the trail that you should have a leash on your dog just because it is a shared space between people and and other dogs and walkers and people that are jogging and then also people that are playing frisbee golf and doing some like mountain biking type thing. So it is supposed to be a leashed area and it doesn't say if it's supposed to be six feet or if it could be retractable, but it does say that your dog should be on a leash. So I had Layla on her flexi and off in a distance, I could see that there was an off-leash dog coming towards us. Luckily, the owner called it in and put a leash on it while we passed, which was so nice. And to do like some positive reinforcement, I told them thank you. And I could tell that they were surprised that I told them thank you for leashing up their dog. But I hope that encounter encouraged them to to do that more often and make sure that they don't let those type of moments slide because I know that there are dogs that if if the dog would have broke and um, went up to another dog that, you know, that could have not been a great situation. So um, I definitely am of the perspective that if there are leash laws that you should abide by them, especially if you are at a place that it is a privilege to even bring your dog like a national park or a state park, not all parks allow dogs. And so I think 
really respecting the laws that they have, like making sure that your dog is on leash. And if I'm pretty sure for most national parks, they have to be on a six foot leash. So, you know, don't even chance it by, by putting your dog on the retractable leash. Just put them on the six foot leash that it states that they're supposed to be on and, you know, keep, be, keep being respectful to the plants and the nature and the people and the other dogs that are allowed on that property. And, you know, we have that privilege, so just be thankful for it. So I guess to sum it all up, I am pretty black and white when it comes to leash laws. If there is a leash law that states that your dog either has to be on a leash or has to be on a leash and it has to be a six foot leash or or less, then you should abide by those rules because it is a privilege that you can even have your dog in some of these areas. And then if you are at an off-leash area that it's it's safe to be off-leash, it says that your dog can be off-leash, then I typically do put Layla back on leash or call her in whenever I do see another dog. So this, uh, we, we don't personally go to dog parks because I don't let Layla interact with do- with dogs that I don't know about or don't know their history. So that's the same reasoning that I use whenever I see a dog come towards us or be around us in an off-leash area. I should note that we are very fortunate to be around designated off-leash areas and off-leash trails. I know not everyone is close to those, especially if you live in the city. So we are pretty fortunate and I will make the drive sometimes to go to these off-leash areas. These next two questions go really hand in hand because my answer for both of them go back to the same experience or same time in our lives with Layla. So tell me about a time when you felt like everything was going right for you and Layla. And then tell me about a time where you and Layla were out in public. Did she live up to your expectations in the moment? So my answer for both of these really goes back to our trip that we took in June of this this year. So June of 2021, we did a road trip up to the New England state. So New York and Vermont and Maine. And it was just a really, really lovely time. And it was so nice to get out and have that experience with Bobby and with her in our van. And so we did a lot of training leading up to this trip. So about two months prior, So our trip was in June. So I believe April and May, I really focused on things that would set us up for success uh, in training with, with her for this trip. So I really focused on leash manners. I really focused on settling out in public, heel, uh, middle, recall, because I knew that we were going to be doing some hiking. I did a lot of confidence building and a lot of desensitization. So I really focused on these training aspects that would set us up for success for this trip. So I did a lot of exposure to her in the van, her crate in the van. I did just a lot of outings to different places and lots of restaurants because I knew that we would be going to several different stops and several different restaurants along the way. And it's just easier to take her with us into some of these places. So we worked on settling out in public. And then, like I said, her just 
I like to call them public manners. So her heel, her middle, uh, just engaging with me out in public. And because of all this preparation that we did, I really feel like the trip was just amazing. I had, I mean, besides just how she acted, it was just a really great experience and a really great time to explore and do all this different type of adventuring and seeing all these new things that we've never seen before. And it was just a really chill time because our our focus was on each other and not on outside things like work, which was nice. So that was probably my, it was probably my favorite moment of 2021 was just that trip all together. And we also got engaged on that trip. So, I mean, I, I can't complain. <laughs> Um, but it really was a time when I felt like everything was going right for us. Our headspace was, was in the right place and our training was just like at its peak. Um, and I really feel like our relationship was, it really grew over the months of April, May, and June. And then not going to lie, after our trip, I had a little bit of a burnout and crash. So our training kind of downsided a little bit in like July and August. And then now I feel like we're, we're up on the rise again, but that was definitely a time where she really lived up to the expectations of being like my perfect dog. Maybe she wouldn't be the perfect dog for you, but for me, she was like my perfect dog and she, she will always be my perfect dog, but she just really couldn't have been any better on that trip. And I think all the hard work that me and her put in for like the couple of months prior to this trip really paid off and was really worth it. And anytime we go on a trip from now on, I will put priority on those things like settling out in public and the public manners that I spoke about and recall all those things. I will really put priority on those for the months or month or two leading up to a bigger trip like what we did. Our next hot take is give me your hot take on the adopt don't shop movement. So I am of the camp that anything that you do should be responsibly and fitted for you. So I'm not saying don't don't shop or don't shop or don't adopt. I think you can do either one, but you should do it responsibly and really think about what you're doing and what expectations you have, like what non-negotiable things do you have and really think about those prior to going into whatever you decide to do. I will be the first to tell you that Layla is... from a backyard breeder. At the time, we weren't knowledgeable about all the things that could come from going through a backyard breeder and supporting them. Now I know better, and I hope that by listening to this that you learn a little bit about that too. So uh, she came from a backyard breeder through and through. Um, (laughs) I 110% know she did because they told us that she would be a mini and she's like 60 pounds. So she's definitely not a a mini of, of any sorts. But because we went through that experience, I now know a lot about responsible breeding and breeding certain genetics into the line and 
how to go about that in a better way so that dogs come out healthier and more genetically sound. Uh, I've also learned a lot about puppy culture, which is what uh, responsible breeders do. I shouldn't say what responsible breeders do, but that's just something that you can look for in a breeder. And it, it puts them, kind of puts like the cherry on top, I guess you could say. There are lots of other things that you can look for in responsible breeders. And I'm maybe not the most knowledgeable on that. But if you want more information about that, I can point you to some resources so that you can reach out and ask questions and do that research on your own. I have started doing a little bit of research into some different breeders because I have been thinking about getting another puppy, but I don't know. It's not something that I think we are quite ready for yet as a family, but you can never start doing research too early for that kind of stuff. So on the flip side, if you're going to adopt, I think that is an awesome thing to do. I think before you adopt, like I said, you should really think about the non-negotiables that you have in your life and what you can personally handle in your life. Like for me, I don't know if adopting a dog would be the best thing to do with Layla because she already has some insecurities on her own and bringing in a dog that especially an older dog, bringing in an older dog where maybe we don't know exactly how they would interact with Layla. I don't know if that would be the best thing for us and our family. And then also just not knowing the complete temperament of a dog uh, that's coming out of a shelter or in an adoption situation. Um, I think that can, can play a big role. And especially if you have other dogs in your household. So I really think that either way, what you should do is do lots of research into the breeder or the adoption shelter and really vet out the people working there or the breeder prior to to getting your dog. And then really think about what you can handle and the expectations that you can you can handle or the non-negotiables that you need for your life or for your lifestyle. So uh, for me, maybe getting a, a dog, like an older dog from a shelter might not be the best option just because I don't know how the personalities would vibe with Layla and the other dog if the other dog had history for reactivity or aggression or anything like that but maybe a puppy might be an option that I could do from a shelter. So another thing for me is that I would not go back to a breeder that doesn't do puppy culture. That's something that I'm really looking for in a breeder if I do go that route and that is just where they do a lot of different socialization and temperament uh, handling or how do I how do I want to say that they like work on startle response and responding to different stimuli at a very early age with the puppies so that's something that I'm really looking for if I do go for the breeder route and something that I would like to do later on, I think, is to adopt a senior dog. And maybe that's something that I do later down in the road. But I think that would be a fun experience. And it kind of keeps you from dealing with the, the puppy face stuff, which I know is big for some people. 
So I really think there's a lot of different options that you can go, but I am of the thought process or the camp or whatever you want to call it that you should be adopting or shopping responsibly. So either way, do it responsibly, really vet it out and vet out the people that have also went through that process before and do your research. So I think that is my hot take. And if you have any questions about that, um, please feel free to DM me. I know it's like a very touchy subject for some people. I am now moving on to more of the advice column part. So I put up a story question, like a, a Dear Caroline type of thing. And I got some really great, great questions from it. So this first one is, my partner and I split dog duties like walks, feeding, playing, because we both love it and don't have enough time to do it solo. Totally understand that. But I can't stand watching them train or walk sometimes. There are subtle differences in what we do and the control freak in me hates that. Any uh, any advice on how to co-train? So I think, um, well, first off, I have a live specifically on this topic that I did with Haley from Pause and Reflect. So if you want to go back onto my page, let me see exactly what that is called. It is... It is literally called um, Co-Parenting a Dog and Wedding Talk with Haley. So I would advise you to go back and listen to that. It is a little bit longer, but we do touch on a lot of this. But the quick and dirty version of it is to be open to communicating about your, about all of this with your partner. And so I really that, – that it's such a hard subject because – communicating for me sometimes just I just don't come off the best or if I'm not super confident about asking for something or about saying something then I just kind of shut down and just don't end up saying it at all and then things can get really passive aggressive and it's it's something that I'm working on um and therapy has helped a lot but it is it is something that I do have to work on and I feel like a lot of people have to work on as well so that would probably be the best route. So my advice, kind of like the step-by-step on what I would do is I would find a time, probably not in the moment, because I feel like if you saw something in the moment that they were doing with your dog and you got really annoyed from it, then you could come off like really annoyed or just really defensive. So I would find a time where you were kind of calm in your thoughts and would say, hey, you know how you do X, Y, and Z with our dog? Well, sometimes that really, like, puts, uh, what's, what's the phrase? Like, puts bugs under my skin. <laughs> I can't think of what the phrase is. But, you know, it really grinds my gears or it really, you know, doesn't sit well with me. Would you mind if I show you how I do it? Or would you mind if I tell you like give you my perspective or my my advice on how to do x y and z with our dog and I would just really try to come at it from like a non-defensive type of way because you have to remember that you and your fiance or you and your partner are on the same team like you are both working towards the same goal of building this relationship with your dog so you But you do have to be consistent with your dog for them to make big strides, especially if it is something with 
like reactivity and their leash manners. So I would just sit down, kind of think about what you are going to say prior to and try not to come off as defensive um, and just being open. Be, and you, ha- you yourself have to remember to listen to what your partner is saying as well and take that into consideration and then be open-minded and just talk through it together as a team instead of trying to be like, well, I do it this way and I think it's best because of this. Um, but it, it, you know, you do have to voice your opinions and your thought process or else you are going to keep being annoyed and maybe end up being passive aggressive or, or resentful towards your partner because of how they were doing whatever it is that annoys you with your dog. So just be open to communication and uh, be open-minded while you're having this conversation as well. I do know that things like this can be very hard and it does take courage to speak up and speak your opinion, especially if you're like me, that is a people pleaser. So, you know, good luck and you got this. My next question is, what is your self-care routine like? So for me, I, I'm not going to say that I have like a self-care like rituals that I do to like pep myself up or, or put a little pep in my step. So for me, it's more so about consistent daily habits that lead to something greater. So for me, the something greater is like a more healthy and positive mindset So for me, this looks like waking up in the morning. I've been trying to wake up between like 6.30 and 7 and I will wake up and do a meditation on the Headspace app and then I will do a bit of journaling or reading, just whatever I'm feeling that day. And I also like to take some time to stretch my body during this time. Uh, While I stretch my body, I do an affirmation. So I have this really, really cool app. It's called I Am Affirmations and you can set a timer on it for one minute, five minutes or 10 minutes and it will read you some different affirmations out loud and then you can repeat them and I like to do this while I'm stretching sometimes. And then after that, I have just a little bit more time to have some moments for myself and that's when I will wash my face or brush my teeth and do whatever kind of like hygienic stuff that I need to do. And then from there, I can walk downstairs, get like the space ready. So I do a little bit of tidying in the kitchen and living room. And then I really feel like I'm like ready to take on the rest of my day because I've had that time for myself to get my thoughts together and organized along with the space clean and organized so that the rest of my day, I don't have all these minute things that I'm worrying about within my space or within my mindset. So it really starts my day off fresh and I like it because I feel like my mind is in like a clean slate which leads the rest of my day open to being able to tackle whatever whatever life throws at me or whatever whatever type of things Layla reacts to (laughs) I'm better able to respond to them because I'm already in like a a really good headspace and I can tell a difference in the days that I do and don't meditate. So the days that I don't meditate, I'm more likely to be agitated and 
triggered by very small things. So I've, I've been able to tell a really big difference whenever I do take the time in the morning to set myself up for success. There are some things that I don't necessarily do daily, but I do weekly or bi-weekly. So I go to therapy right now bi-weekly and that has just been so amazing. Um, some other things that I do for myself that I would consider part of my mental wellness or emotional well-being routine is that I try and go see my best friend at least once a week and hang out with her just some like one-on-one -on -one time us doing whatever and that just really helps me to clear my head out and have some like fun time. She makes me laugh a lot and so that's always really good. I also like to play with Layla and that just gets me like an inner release and it really gets me she makes me giggle so much so she's always a really fun part of my day whenever I set aside that time to really intentionally play with her and put my phone away and just be with her and hang out with with Layla for five or ten minutes throughout the day getting some energy out by playing or giggling or trying to teach her a new trick it's just a fun release so those are like my self-care kind of routines or my my mental wellness routines for daily and weekly oh and I do take my medicine so I, I take medicine every night for my anxiety and I should say that that's definitely part of my mental health well-being routine self-care all of that so that that sums it up for me the last question that I'm going to hit on in this podcast is how do you organize your training schedule specifically in beginning slash harder times? So for me, what has really helped is I break this down by monthly goals. So at the beginning of the year 2021, I listed out all these goals and all these like tasks or obstacles that I wanted to get through or work on like desensitizing her to skateboards and skateboarders and different sounds and some tricks that I wanted to work on with her and skills like functional skills that I wanted to work on with her and then like some different confidence building exercises like exposure to different places or restaurants whatever. So I wrote down all these goals at the beginning of the year and after writing down those goals, I did not touch them. So I'm, I'm a really big believer in not overdoing it for yourself. So after I set down these, after I listed out all these goals for the year, I was like, okay, I'm not going to touch them because I don't want to put more on my plate until I know that I can handle it. So I broke down those goals into monthly sets. So I would try to tackle anywhere between like three to five of the things on our list. And that really depended on what we are doing for that month or for the next month. So like I said in a couple questions ago, there was a time that we were going to go on a trip. So prior to that trip, I like really focused on settling out in public and leash manners and recall because I knew those were the things that we needed to have 100% for those for that trip. Another example of this is that in February, I knew that Layla was going to have her vet visit for like her yearly like vet stuff. 
And so in January and February, I really worked on muzzle training and handling with her, like paw handling and looking in her ears and that type of stuff to set us up for success for her vet visit. And these were things that I had in our like overarching umbrella of goals for the year of 2021 but I looked at it month by month to see what goals would be the best to work on at that time period so what I would do is sit down and really think about your your goals or your things that you you want to work on with your dog And that may be something like bettering your relationship. So if it's a broader type goal or broader type thing like that, then you could be like, okay, what are ways to work on a relationship? And play is a really good example of of what you can do to work on your relationship. But maybe you don't have time to play for like an hour at a field and you have, maybe you don't have a field to drive to or you don't have the time to do all of that. So a goal that you could set right now is I'm going to work or I'm going to play with my dog for five minutes every day. I'm going to put my phone away. I'm going to put the timer through, um, like Alexa or Google Home or whatever, and then I'm going to play with them for five minutes uninterrupted and very intentionally and just try to have fun with them. So I think really looking at your training goals as a bigger picture and then breaking them down into smaller, more manageable, more attainable steps is the best way to do it. I've actually been doing this recently and kind of jotting down my ideas for 2022 and what I want to accomplish with Layla. And as I'm thinking about those, they're actually going to be pretty similar to uh, 2021, maybe like less tricks just because I feel like we've really exhausted all the tricks that (laughs) I could or want to teach her. Uh, We did a lot in 2021. That's another thing looking like once you set these goals and then the steps to reach those goals, you look back on it and you're like, wow, I did so much or we did so much in 2021. And We did that because we made sure that the steps that we were taking were manageable and attainable and we fell in love with the process instead of the goals. Like I can just remember all these little things that we did throughout 2021 to get to where we are today and I really appreciate those moments that we had. So yeah, I've been thinking a lot about the things that we want to do in 2022 and it's really more so about just maintaining our relationship or not maintaining but growing our relationship and maintaining our healthy mindset um just because I can really tell a difference whenever I am in a good mindset so when I'm I'm in a healthy place and I'm in a good mindset everything really just aligns for me and Layla I'm better to or I'm I'm better able to manage her and work with her and give her the time and the resources that she needs from me. So that's really top priority. But in terms of like very specific things for us to work on, really, I think ours are going to be like grooming, recall, uh, duration stays. And let's see, there was something else. Oh, impulse control. Those are like 
the main oh and 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 heel so like heel and middle I just love those and I want to make sure that she she keeps up with those so those are like our main things and when it comes to having multiple things that all seem like they're the same priority what I like to do is set each day up for something so like Monday is grooming for us so every Monday I try to do some sort of grooming with Layla whether it be nails or brushing or looking at her ears which we've been having to do a lot more recently because she has an ear infection so I'll set Monday for grooming Tuesday might be recall Wednesday might be um, impulse control. Thursday will be, uh, duration stays with like distractions or just working on stay, uh, either sit or down. And then Friday will be like working on heel and middle while we're out and walking. And then Saturday and Sunday, I just like leave for fun or to do whatever else, you know, tricks or whatever else I want to do. But just breaking it down into these manageable steps has helped me so much and I recommend trying it for literally anyone. I think that this could apply to so much more than just dog training even. Um, It could apply to building out these habits that you want to form or it could be for a workout routine. Just anything that you can break down, the more like micro you get, and the more attainable you get, the better off you will be. That wraps up the podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I really liked these questions and the Dear Caroline advice column. I I really liked that. So if I didn't get to your question this time, I will for sure get it uh, at the next episode that I do one of these like advice question solo episodes and I will I can assure you that I will be doing this again because I just really enjoyed it if you haven't already please rate review and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to so if you're on apple you can subscribe rate and review and then if you are on spotify you can follow and rate five star ratings are greatly appreciated and really nice reviews are really, really appreciated. And if you are going to leave a review, please leave your name or your Instagram handle because I want to reach out personally and thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you are listening to this on Thursday, I hope you have a great few next days of holiday festivities and find some time to recharge for yourself. If you are listening to this after the holidays, I hope you had a wonderful time with friends and family and that you are able to have some quality time with them. And just a reminder, as you're going into some of these uh, friend get-togethers and family get-togethers that you are putting up the boundaries that you need to for yourself and for your dog and that you advocate for them and have the confidence to do so. So I know that can be can be hard, but it will be better for you and your dog in the long run if you protect yourself and protect your space and them and protect their space as well. So if you don't get to do anything else today, I hope that you at least get to play with your dog. Happy holidays, guys, and I will see you in the new year.